Hey everyone, I'm Zachary Teen of Warrior Teen Productions, and I'd like to welcome you all to the Zats Film Odyssey podcast, a podcast designed to track my journey through the film industry as I make my way into becoming a filmmaker. You are currently listening to the very first episode of the Zats Film Odyssey podcast, so greetings and get ready for Enter the Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about who I am, what this podcast is going to be about, and what is Warrior Teen Productions. Now, a little bit about me. I am 40 years old. I recently retired from the United States Army after 21 years. I joined the Army directly out of high school. While serving in the Army, I worked as a radio operator, a computer and server tech, as well as a cyber defender. Filmmaking has been a new venture for me. I've been serious about it for about three years. And we're going to talk about my past and how I got to this point and why I want to push forward into filmmaking instead of falling back on my military experience. Like all good filmmakers, I think it all starts with a love of movies. And I really remember my love for movies when I was a kid, but it really didn't manifest until my teenage years when I watched Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide is a movie with Gene Hackman and Denzel Washington where they portray naval officers on a U.S. nuclear submarine that's been ordered to fire a nuclear missile on a rogue nation in Russia. I can't tell you what it was, but something about that movie grabbed me. It gripped me, and I just didn't want to let go. I wanted to see how this drama was going to unfold. I didn't want to miss the second of what's going to happen. I thought if I got up to get food or use the bathroom, I would miss something, and I had to see what was going to happen next. Knowing what I know now, that's what we call good storytelling. And then going back and watching the greats from my childhood and seeing that in movies like Ghostbusters, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, uh, Star Trek, uh, Goonies. And that's where I realized that's why I love movies is the storytelling aspect of it. Now, back then, and back in high school in my teenage years, I never thought I'd be a filmmaker. Never thought I'd go down this path because I never thought that, that I was that talented to do stuff like that. I thought those were special people who did stuff like that. True visionaries. Just people way more talented than I'll ever be. Uh, so when I joined the Army, I chose the Signal Corps because I was planning for the future and having job skills in the future. And I knew... Computers and technology was not going away. During my time in the Army, production started peeking its head into my life. And I started doing things here and there. Started as a, I worked as a graphic artist for a little while in one of my units. Actually, my first unit. I filled in for our graphic artist and did some really cool things with cameras and Photoshop. Even more so, it showed up when I was an instructor at Fort Gordon where we would do these graduation videos that would highlight their time and training events while they were here in class. And this video would play during graduation for friends and family to see what they did over the last few months while they were here in class. Well, my classes, I always pushed them to add more production value to it. Make it something worthwhile. If you're going to do it, do it right. And if you're going to share it with friends and family, you should make it something worthwhile. So each one... Each class, we'll try to make it better. We'll try to outdo the last class. And then it became a competition through the whole academy to try to, to one-up the, the last class that graduated. And that was a lot of fun. That's where you could say my production started. 
then I would go by the name of Team Z Productions because it was a nickname given to me by one of my army buddies and it just stuck. I liked the ring of it, so why not? Because of what I did with the graduation videos, other people would hire me to do the exact same thing for graduations, anniversaries. I was also hired one time to film a wedding reception for one of my friends, which was really cool. And I took it back to my house and cut it up for him and gave it back to him. From there, I did a little background work. And for the tip of the day for this podcast is do background work. Background work is essential if you want to become a, a crew member on set. Doing background would give you, get you on set and you get to see how everything works, how everyone works together who everyone actually is on a set because you might think how a set runs, but you really don't know until you're actually on one and you see one work. And background is one of the best ways to do it. And you get paid to be there. So it's awesome. So back to the story. I worked background in a small role in the movie Stuck on You. I was in the baseball stadium or the baseball crowd during the high school baseball game. And then my big one was the movie Green Zone. I was stationed over in England and an email came out to the people at work and they were looking for real army and air force people to be in this movie called Green Zone, which was about the Iraq war. It was directed by Paul Greengrass starring Matt Damon. I filled out the questionnaire and sent it in thinking nothing would come of it. And then I got an email back saying they wanted to use me. I went to the fitting and they did headshots and we tried on uniforms. They got my sizes, everything like that. And then about three weeks after that, I was brought in for filming where we shot a hospital scene. And then we were brought back two days later. They gave us a change of uniforms. We filled in in different areas in a different scene. So I was back there in holding and one of the ADs came up to me. Uh, AD's assistant director, and over in England, they use a third AD, as over here, we use a second, second AD. Well, he came up to me and he asked me, hey, can you talk? And I'm like, yes, I can talk. He's like, what I mean is, do you have an accent? I'm like, well, I have an American accent, I don't have a British one. And he's like, perfect, you come with me. So they took me to over where they're shooting this other scene, which was a command center for a colonel. They sat me down at this desk, and they're like, okay, so this, this is what's going to happen. Matt Damon's going to come around this corner. You're going to interact with him to stall him as we get the beat set up for his scene with the colonel. And I'm like, okay. He's like, just say anything, you know, normal, whatever you would say to a guy. So I'm like, all right. So he comes around the corner. I'm like, hey, what's up, chief? And he's like, I'm just here to see the old man. And I'm like, all right, have a good day. And I go back to whatever I was doing on my computer. And... Yeah, that was the whole scene for me. And then they had their interaction, and then they walked down the hall. And then uh, two days later, we were shooting another scene, same area. So I had to be brought back for that because they already established me in that area. What they needed was the colonel was facing a map board, and they needed him to turn around and notice Matt Damon behind me. They gave me lines to get the colonel's attention, read off my report, and then step out smartly. And then he would notice Matt Damon standing behind me, and then they would go into their scene together. So they threw that all in at the last second to have that done, and they wrote everything down in this notebook. Since I'm delivering a report, I would be holding a notebook because I would write notes out to make sure I'm giving the colonel the proper information. So it worked out great. And I went in, I delivered my lines, everything went good. We did about six takes. 
and then we move forward and then a lot of time then the rest of the scenes that were shot near that area i was in i still had to be there because i was established at that desk and if the camera would caught it i had to be there so i was part of that crew and it was really cool that was two weeks and I got extra pay for having lines, and it was a lot of fun. Sad part is, those two scenes never made the movie. Somewhere in the editing office is my scene with Matt Damon. It didn't even make the deleted scenes on the DVDs. That kind of hurt a little, too. That made me want to really start researching what goes into a production. And I started seeking out other background roles at that point. I didn't actively seek out background roles as much as I wanted to because, one, I was still in the Army, and that took up a majority of my time. I was taking college classes because I thought I was still going into the job market after the Army. I wasn't thinking about becoming going into production. I was thinking about going into IT. So one of the other things I did during this same time while I was in England is I, w- I was on a mission up in Norway, and I was on the night shift, and night shift you get pretty boring. Yet I still had to work on PowerPoint to make up presentations for the next day of all, everything that's going on. So we got bored of the same old, same old presentation. So what we did to spice it up is we started adding animation to these slideshows. A lot of things happened. This was a three-week exercise up in Norway. So, and we were with, it was a joint exercise with a lot of different nations. And a lot of things happened during this exercise. So I captured those events and then I made my own slideshow presentation, or you could say it's an animated short film, of all these different incidents that happened. And I animated the whole thing. I think it was a total of 12 slides with animation on it. It went for like seven minutes. And I think that was the very first thing that I actually made that was 100% me. So you can see by these stories is that my desire was there, but my belief in myself wasn't. I never thought I was good enough to take it to the next level. I always thought I was just some guy playing around. Now we're going to fast forward to 2016 where I started getting serious and when my confidence started growing. Now one of the things that really helped my confidence, and that's the love and support I did at home. From my wife is amazing. She's 100% behind me on this venture, and it just means the world to me for that. The other part is the story I'm about to tell you of how I got to where I am right now. So I'm driving to work, and I'm listening to Talon Cowherd on the radio. Uh, the Herd is the radio show. It's on FS1. And he was talking about Michigan, who wanted to set up camps for high school kids down in Alabama. And Alabama called Foul. They filed a complaint with the NCAA to get this stopped because they were saying Michigan is trying to come down here and poach our players, which they probably were. But beside the point, Colin Cowherd came up with this point where this mother was complaining that her son would not get discovered now without these type of camps. And this is Alabama's hurting her son's chance to get a college scholarship and be discovered. And then he made the point, he's like, but he's not. He's like, this is what you need to do, mom. You go to the game, you whip out your phone, and you record the game on your phone because the camera on your phone is better than they shot the first six Super Bowls with. And you take it down to the guy at the local news station so he can cut it up for you for a couple hundred bucks. And then you send his tape out to the NCAA and the coaches and you be his, his recruiting agent. And that's how you get it done. Well, that sparked an idea in me. 
I'm like, hey, I had to be that guy that she's bringing it to to cut it up to make that tape to send out to coaches. And I'm like, all right, that would be a good side hustle. I could do that. I started moving forward with that idea. And I started putting things in place. And then, like I said before, I called all my stuff King Z Productions. But that was confusing people. They were calling it King's Productions. So I tried to make it different. I tried to capitalize the Z so it would be King Z or hyphenate it where it would be King Z. And it was just, people were just weren't getting it. So I'm like, all right, I need a new name if I'm going forward. So the new name we came up with, me and my wife, was Warrior Teen Productions. I loved it, and we went forward with it. So that's how Warrior Teen Productions was born. Now, I told you that story to get to this, this part of it, which is what catapulted me to where I am now. Now, back then, I was also Uber driving as a side hustle to make more money, to help get out of debt, and also to start building capital towards this new production company that I want to start. So one night, I'm out doing my Uber thing on a Friday night, and I pick up this group of four, two guys, two girls. And they asked me to swing by the gas station on the way home. I'm like, okay, I can do that. A lot of Uber drivers don't do that. I had no problem because it usually led to bigger tips. So I took them over to the gas station. They got out of the car, and they went inside. The two females stayed in the car with me. And they started asking the normal questions you asked an Uber driver. Do you like driving for Uber? Why are you driving for Uber? How long have you been doing it? So I told them. And when I got to the part where they asked, you know, what, why are you doing this? I'm like, well, I'm trying to help raise money to get out of debt as well as build capital for this new production company I want to start that's trying to focus on doing high school athlete films to get them into college. She's like, you need to tell Mark, which was one of the guys who was in the car, the same story you just told me. I'm like, okay. So the guys get what they were going to get, and they get back in the car, and I lean over, and I start telling the same story to Mark, and he looks at me, and he's, he reaches in the wall, and he pulls out his card, and he hands it to me, and his card said, Reflective Pool Productions. He's like, if you're serious about this, give me a call. So I'm like, okay. And I got really excited. And then I dropped them off. And then I got really scared. I'm like, am I really serious about this? Am I actually good enough? Is, are they just going to laugh me out of the room when I tell them my idea of like what my experience level is and everything like that? I got a whole bunch of self-doubt, a whole bunch of lack of confidence to say. I sat there and I came home and I looked at the card. And then the next day came. And the card is sitting, I have it with me still, and I have it, I put it in my visor to try to psych myself up. It's Saturday, and yeah, uh, psych myself up to call him. So I finally get the nerve up, and I call him, and he's like, I'm on a fishing trip. <laughs> and he's like, but we'll set up a time for you to come into the office, and we'll sit down and talk. I'm like, all right, cool. And I was like, oh. And like a huge weight was like lifted. It was like, you did it. And it felt really good. So we had the meeting and thing, one thing led to another. I helped out around his office. He brought me in to work on one of his projects with his camera operator for a sports academy or something. We went and shot some football game footage. Yeah. And then he gave me a phone call to come in to the Adjusta Film office on at six o'clock on this certain day. I believe the day was like, it was like a Thursday in February. 
And I'm like, all right, I'm going to be there. And I showed up and he's like, all right. And he takes me over to the camera guy. Uh, takes me over to the DP for this movie that's coming to town. DP's director of photography or cinematographer. And me and him sat down and we talked and he interviewed me and he wrote my name down. And then they took me over to Amy Bailey, who's one of the producers of this film. And she took my information, took my picture and stuff like that. And then I didn't hear anything for a while. Then all of a sudden in, I want to say March, they called me up and they're like, hey, we're looking to do this film. We want you to come on it. We can't pay you, but we really would like you to volunteer to work on this film. And I'm thinking, well, I have my army income coming in, so I really don't need money right now. I mean, money would be nice, but I didn't need to get paid. So I'm like, okay, I'll do it. That's how I got on the film Encounter, which is a great uh, movie if you get a chance to see it. It, had, it was uh, written and directed by Paul Salmanoff. It's actually premiering on the East Coast on the 16th of February up in Boston at the Sci-Fi Film Festival. It's airing at 7 p.m. on the 16th of February. So if you're in the Boston area, go see the movie. It is a really good sci-fi movie. It's a callback to the old Twilight Zone type style of sci-fi. I believe you would really enjoy it. With that said, this time I'd like to thank Mark. His name is Mark Crump. He is a producer and locations extraordinaire here in the Augusta, Georgia area. I'd like to thank him for everything he's done for me to this point about helping me go on this journey. He's the first one to give me a chance and get me connected to people who now call on me to come do stuff, which is amazing. So thank you, Mark Crump, for everything you've done for Zachary King and Warrior King Productions. So that brings us to where we are today with this podcast, Warrior King Productions. This podcast is designed, as I said, to track my journey into the film industry. I'm going to talk about my processes. I'm going to talk about stuff I'm working on. I'm going to be talking about writing. And then I'm also going to bring in people who currently are in the film industry, like Mark and the DP that I know. His name is Denton. And I'm bringing in other people from all aspects of filmmaking. And we're going to sit there and have conversations. I think those will be the more fun episodes instead of just listening to me drone on. But thank you for listening to me this far. Currently, Working Productions is working on a short film, which hopefully will turn into a 10-episodic series. Uh, right now, we're looking at a web series. We finished the first one. We are at script locked with it. And we'll be moving forward. So you're going to hear a lot about that coming up on the podcast as well. Next week, I'm going to be talking about writing, my writing process, as well as working with a co-writer. This short film that I just talked about, I did have a co-writer, uh, one of my best friends of all time. His name's Matt Corey. He's an author. You should check out his book and stay up on him on Twitter as he releases his next three books. Yes, he has three books that he's editing right now that will be ready for release. And I'm going to tell you, within five years from today, you mark your calendar, five years from today, Matthew Corey will be a household name in the literature world. I guarantee it. So I really hope you guys enjoyed the first episode. I know it's a little rough right now, but I'm planning on improving just like I plan on improving through as a filmmaker, which is the whole purpose of this podcast is to grow and document that growth. So you can see a start to a middle to an end or past to present 
you'll have a body of work that you can compare it to. So again, thank you. And please leave your comments. Send me messages. I would gladly respond to them on future episodes. These are all pre-recorded. I don't think I'm going to be doing any live episodes until later down the line. Then you can hear how bad I really talked. This is edited. So thank you. So until next time, remember to chase your dreams, reach for the stars, and I'll see you all next week.